Welcome to Correct Culture. There are so many things going on in this world today that need to be talked about, whether it's political views, biblical views, things that are going on in society that needs to be spoken about, and this is exactly what this podcast here is for. So thank you for tuning in and enjoy this episode of Correct Culture. Yo, 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 welcome to the next episode of Correct Culture. Y'all, we're going to talk about love today. (laughs) Yes, we're going to talk about love. First of all, where did love derive from? God. God is where love derived from. First John four, first John chapter four, verse seven talks about love. And I'm gonna read this scripture because it's very important for us to know and understand um where love came from, honestly, and and expressing truly what God is. And so God is love, not love is love. So that's first things first. But let me read the scripture. All right, it says, this is 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 21, but I'm going to read probably 7 through 9 or so. So it says, believe, beloved, rather, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves God has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love, and this love or in this, the love of God was made manifest among us, and God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this love, not, sorry, in this, in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the pro- propitiation, propitiation for our sins. That basically means the sacrifice or the account or the, um, uh, uh, autonomy of our sins, right? He took on all of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfect in us. So that was actually verses seven through 12. I want to read all of that. And I just kept reading because I was led to. Um, but I want to read all that and break down number one, what that word love is saying because a lot of people misinterpret that love that's how we get lgbtq lgbtq community lesbian gay transgender uh, bisexual queer all of that right we get that because people misinterpret love did you know that there are four different loves that are expressed in the bible and each of them express it the correct way Agape is a word that means unconditional love. That love is what's expressed in 1 John 4, verses 7 through 12 that I just read. And if you continue on through 21, that love is the same. Same love that is expressed in 1 Corinthians. Same love that's expressing for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Same love that's expressed in love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you um, and, and, and plot against you. The same love is agape which is unconditional. That's the love we're supposed to share to everyone, right? Then you have phileo. Phileo is where we get Philadelphia, what is also known as the brotherly state or the state of brotherly love because phileo means brotherly love or a love between friends, friendship. That's a friendship type of love. So that's where we get the aspect of me and my best friend who's a male, right? have a love and intimacy that we share that's not romantic now what's romantic love romantic love is eros love eros meaning 
from the root row ero erotic this is where we get erotic from erotic meaning sexual sensual romantic very um passionate type of love that is shared between who a husband and a wife period period a husband and wife not a wife and a wife not a husband and a husband a husband and a wife says therefore if a man knows his wife or cleaves to his wife and leaves his mother and father bible also talks about how adam and eve were created they were told to do what subdue the earth be fruitful and multiply that is what we get in the confines of marriage marriage being between a man and a woman not a man and a man not a woman and a woman not a transgender and a man vice versa it's a woman and a man a man and a woman period that's all he her she him that's it she he him her whatever i don't know all those things right but not her her or she she like no (laughs) heterosexual relationships in the confines of marriage therefore i'll go to the next point homosexuality lgbtq community all of that is the same as sexual immorality. It's within the confines of sexual immorality, which is sexual immoral acts, adultery, fornication, masturbation, pornography, homosexuality, all of those things, bestiality, masturbation. I think I already said that. Um, what's another one? Uh, pedophilia. Anything that is not in the confines of marriage. Here's the thing. When we talk about marriage, we're talking about man and woman, one marriage, monogamy monogamous relationships right not polygamy multiple wives or multiple relationships that's called orgies which is a sin if you look in galatians 5 it talks about how we are not supposed to participate in orgies orgies meaning multiple people in one room having sex yes we're talking about it today i'm getting down to the nitty-gritty because we got to understand what love is and why in the world has this world this culture manipulated and prostituted and what's a good word to say um let's say promiscuated uh my gosh there's one word that i'm trying to say and i cannot figure it out um for the life of me um perverted bingo that's the word perverted we have perverted love to be a sexual thing and a romantic thing when there are different confines and understandings of what love is Love is agape, love is phileo, love is also identified as eros, and is also identified as storge. Storge meaning relative or sibling type of love, a love that you share with your mother, your father, your grandparents, you would share with your sister, your brother, your cousins, your uncles, your aunts, aunts, whatever you want to say. Um, that is a sturge, sturgo, uh, my tongue is getting tied, sturgo type of love, all right? We understand these things the proper way when you read the bible in its original context yes there's been multiple translations and it just says love but when you go to i'm going to give you a tool to use the strong's concordance you're able to see the greek interpretation or the hebrew interpretation or the original interpretation or the original context rather before it was translated that will help you understand what love is in the context that you're reading the bible So everyone says love is love. No, love is not love. God is love. God is agape. 
God is not Eros, God is not Phileo, and God is not Storge. Those are human types of love. Phileo, Storge, and Eros are human loves that we share with one another. Agape love is a love that God gives us and that God is. And when we love people in an agape type of way, it shows that we are of God. Not that we are God, but we are of God. And for us to know God means that we know agape and that we express agape to everyone, even our enemies. That's why the word of God says that you shall love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That love, that word love is agape. Look at the original context. Go to the Strong's Concordance. You'll see that it is correct. Agape. Unconditional love without conditions, which means that you don't have to do anything to me or for me for me to love you. The Bible just tells me to do it because he first loved us. And if we are his meaning gods, then we are to love the proper ways. Now, how has culture manipulated this? How has culture did uh, has done a, a great job rather of um, promiscuating this and, and, and prostituting this to be something that is only expressed as far as love is concerned as a romantic entity? It's because they took it out of the original context, which is what the enemy does. The enemy knows the word of God. The enemy knows scripture and the enemy knows that there are four different types of love. Therefore, he's going to make sure that people are confused in this area so that they don't love people the proper way. It's truth. The truth is the word of God, which is inspired by the spirit of God, Holy Spirit. We have to understand these things in order to correct culture. We have to understand these things in order to get back what the enemy tries to steal from us he tries to steal our peace he tries to steal our sanity he tries to steal so many different type of things that god has given us freely okay love is god god is love rather god is love and when we love agape as god loved us then we express god's love to other people and who god is to other people that's how we're able to win people over. And, and I hate saying win people over, but that's what the word of God says. We are to win people over by the word of our testimony. How do we testify? We testify by the goodness of God. I'm going to talk about something a little deeper here, which is this. When you think about love, everyone wants to think romantically. But I want to take the romantic aspect out of it. Because you wouldn't marry your mother. You wouldn't marry your father. You wouldn't marry your brother or your sister or your uncle or your cousin. You wouldn't marry anyone like that right because that's considered incest and incest is frowned upon right in some cultures it's frowned upon right it's not right it's not okay it's not okay but the issue that i have when it comes to this thing is that the enemy has confused so many people the fact that there's Oh my gosh. And I said this in my last podcast, on my last episode, rather, in this podcast, Correct Culture. I stated that LAX is putting urinals in women bathrooms. Like, it makes no sense to me. Here's what the enemy's plan is to use love as a conduit for anyone to decide what they want to do with their lives, rather than allowing God to express and and state and implement the correct way that we're supposed to love and the different ways that we're supposed to love. All right, when you look at 1 Corinthians 13, 
it's one of my favorite scriptures. It's actually tatted on me. Um, First Corinthians chapter 13 talks about how love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love does not keep record of wrong. All these different things. That is the love we're supposed to share to everybody. Right? Everybody we're supposed to show that love to. Okay? When we understand that, then when we show a love, a phileo love to our brother, our friend, rather, uh, a best friend, um, you're like, yo, why do I have such a connection? Here's the thing. Connection does not mean that it's an Eros type of love. Connection does not mean that, oh, I need to go sleep with this person now. Connection just means that there is a reason why you guys are friends. Not that you need to 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 facilitate an atmosphere of do I love this person? Do I need to be romantically involved? Heck no. And why not? Because a man's not supposed to be with a man. If God, which he has not. Needed to repent. For Sodom and Gomorrah, because he's saying that, oh, I told you to love one another. So go ahead. Love who you want to love. Men love men. Women love women. Have sex with one another. It's fine. No. No. Y'all, that's not it. That is not it. Here's the thing. We got to understand this. God is not respect of persons. And he does not repent for the things that he has done in the Bible because he did it justly. He did it in a just way. Why is this nation that we're in, North America, United States of America, allowing for these things to happen? Why are they okay with these things happening? It's crazy because we say that we're one nation under God, indivisible, liberty and justice for all. But yet we're divided. There's lack of liberty and there's lack in our justice system. Why do you think that's the case? It's the case because God is not in the center. Because we're not one nation under God. We're one nation under God's. Where you can be your own God. You can decide whatever you want to decide and do whatever you want to do. That's not love. That's deception. And we need to get to a point in our lives where we speak up against these things. We need to get a point in our lives where we talk about what is truth and we hold to a reverence of God. I talked about reverence in my last uh, episode. We need to get to a point where we stop just saying, hey, whatever the world says, we'll do. Whatever the nation says, we'll do. Oh, the Bible says abide by the laws of the land. But if it goes against God, who at the end of the day holds your faith in your hands? Who holds the, the, the ability for you to have eternal life in their hands, not the nation, God. So here's my question. How do we express love? Through agape. How does God see that we love him? Through obedience. How are we supposed to express love to our brothers, our sisters, our friends, our wife? I'll tell you right now. Phileo friends, Stergo, siblings, relatives, Eros, wife, agape, everybody. Agape has nothing to do with sexuality. Agape has nothing to do with sex itself. Agape has nothing to do with romance. 
would you be romantic to a person that murdered your brother or your sister or your best friend or your wife? Heck no. But you're still supposed to love them. <laughs> wow. Why would God tell us to do that? Because even they can repent. A murderous person can repent. An adulterous person, a fornicating person can repent. A drug addict person, a sinful molestation type of person, uh, a deceitful, arrogant, prideful person can repent and follow God and uh, accept him as their Lord and Savior and be forgiven. So we're supposed to love them back to life. That's agape. Now, once again, that's different than phileo. That's different than Storgate. That's different than Eros. I'm not going to share Eros love with my brother. I'm not going to share Eros love that I share intimately with my wife. And here's another thing. Intimacy does not mean that you have to be sexually involved with somebody. Intimacy just means that you have a closeness and a close relation with whoever it is that you are um, that you are showing love to or you have a connection with. Intimacy, literally, and you've heard probably a lot of pastors say this is in to me see which means that i am giving you the ability to really see translucently through my life and understand who i am as a person who i am and why i function the way that i function that's intimacy that's not eros that's why people put on a tag in front of intimacy as sexual intimacy Because sexual intimacy is to see into somebody sexually, which should only be done through the confines of marriage. Biblically stated, these are the things that we must hold true to. Galatians 5, when we look at it, it says anyone who is participating in sexual more acts will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Now, if you are doing that right now, I'm not condemning you. God is not condemning you. He's saying that if you do not repent and you die and you have not repented, those are sins and accounts that you will have to answer to. But God so loved the world. He so agape the world unconditionally that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believes in Jesus Christ shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So you have the opportunity to be saved through your Lord, Jesus Christ. Through my Lord, Jesus Christ. Now, once again, we're going to get down to the nitty gritty, which is this. What are your vows to God? We make vows to people. We make promises to people. We talk about giving promise rings to to the woman that you love, but you're not ready to commit to her and marry her. Um, (laughs) You want to linger her on for like years and years at a time instead of saying, hey, I acknowledge this is is something that is more than just a phileo storge. This is this is the love of my life. This is an eros type of love, a love that is romantic, a love that I want to spend the rest of my life with. This is someone I want to commit to. That type of love is why you put a ring on somebody's finger. I don't want to say somebody. That's why a man puts a ring on a woman's finger. That's why a woman accepts that ring because of an eros type of love. A friendship love is why you can have friends for years and years and years at a time. I know people who've been friends since they were born because there is a friendship connection there. There's a friend love. It says the Bible even talks about how a friend can stick closer than a brother. 
That you can literally have friends that are closer to you than family. That's crazy. But it's so true. When you put love in this correct context. We can start seeing a correct culture. When it comes to love. When it comes to expressing love. And when it comes to how love is portrayed in this society. So getting back to the whole uh, vows to God. Here's my question. Women. If a man was to propose to you, matter of fact, let's skip forward to the altar, right? And they're saying their vows to you and they're saying, you know what? I, I love you so much and I want to marry you and I want to be with you for the rest of my life because I just, um, I don't know, like, I, I don't want to be alone. And I want to just live someone live with somebody for, you know, the rest of my life that, you know, can can provide all my needs and can can, you know, make sure that I don't go without and, and can like beautify our home and wash dishes and cook for me and feed me. That's what I want. That's why I'm marrying you. I'm marrying you because I just want all these things. I don't want you. I just want all these things that you give me. Do you think women, do you think that you'd be like? Oh, yeah, I'm marrying this man. Yeah, this sounds good. <laughs> I would hope not. The what? Like, what? True. If a woman told me that at our ceremony, I'm literally going to look at the pastor and be like, uh, let's, let's go and put a, a, a pin in this and not revisit it. Because uh, something wrong with this woman. She talking about that's all she want. You know? No. But listen, this is what we do to God. A lot of people follow God and they say they love God because they don't want to go to hell. A lot of people say they love God and they follow God because they want to get into heaven for eternity. They don't want to burn for eternity. They want to be in heaven for eternity. Eternity is what we're rewarded for the love that we show God through our obedience. When we obey God and when we show God our love through obedience, he sees it as genuine. He sees it as something that literally cannot be um, shifted or altered. We love God and our perspective towards God is not someone that just floods us with blessings, but someone that we want to serve and someone we want to pour our lot out. Think about these vows. If you're standing at the altar, men or women, you're standing at the altar and your wife, husband, your man, your woman is saying to you, Baby, I want to serve you. I want to love you. I want to love you till your bones fall off. I want to love you so much that no one else can love you the way that I love you. I want to just pour out my love on you. I want to do anything that it takes to to make you happy. Those vows, shoot, <laughs> gonna make me doing backflips at the altar. You know what I'm saying? Like when my wife told me her vows, I was like, "Yo, this is right here, shoo, my lord." And vice versa, woman, if a man says, look, I'm going to provide for you, I'm going to love your socks off. I'm going to make sure that you have the most affection that you've ever had in your life. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to do whatever it takes to show you and remind you how much I love you every day through my through my uh, honoring you, through me respecting you, through me loving you, through me showing you affection, through me cooking for you. Whatever it takes, I want to show you how much I love you. That? Women, tell me if I'm wrong. Right? Come on now. That is what changes the perspective. Think about your vows to God. And I would challenge you that if your vows don't sound 
like you just want to love on God for the rest of your life. And it doesn't matter what he does for you or what he says to you or how he's asked you to do these things or trying to protect you. That you love him this way through obedience. Guys, thank you for tuning into this episode of Correct Culture. Let's love right. Let's love genuine. Let's love the way that God asks us to love. And until I see you next time, Correct Culture.